We're all familiar with the socialism of the poor, um, mostly because it's the kind that uh, exposed in the media and um, railed against the most and it's also more pervasive uh, in the sense that uh, we see and hear about it more directly. The other kind of socialism, the socialism for the rich, is far less um, publicized and it's not so uh, obvious or in the face and it tends to be more systemic meaning it's within the system and we've learned to live with it and it, we've learned to accept it as part of the um, the system we talk about uh, systemic poverty and um, the systemic welfare state in the sense of uh, welfare and poverty being passed down from generation to generation because of the way families live. The culture of poverty is another expression used. But um, the wealthy are heavily subsidized by the system the uh, justice system, the police, are very much involved in protecting private property rights. Um, and the right to um, commercial enterprises is a legal right uh, given by the state. It's legitimized by the state. And so uh, a person can uh, borrow money from the bank and give the money to the state or to a private uh, individual who um, transfers ownership in a legally binding way, meaning through the legitimizing process set up by the state. And one becomes the owner of a uh, natural resource. Um, this is a legal right given by the state, but it's not a right given by God. It's not legitimate in any kind of um, universal uh, sense, any kind of truly ethical, um, moral sense. We didn't know. We didn't create the natural world, and the government has no more claim on the natural world than we do. And yet, it has through its um, power and its um, authority uh, taken over the or claim the right to a certain political jurisdiction and it assigns and allocates uh, resources as if these were actually its to allocate. But one can't give rights that one doesn't possess and nobody possesses rights.
to something they did not create. Whether you want to say the world was created by some kind of magical natural process or by God is immaterial so far as the claim goes because somebody cannot arbitrarily claim they own something. If they do, it's simply a, an impression of power. I own this because right makes right. But there's no uh, moral or ethical right, no philosophical justification for this ownership. It's purely a power grab. And capitalists are um, benefits of this. They are the ones that lucked out in the draw of life and um, managed to accumulate resources that was sufficient for them to gain control over a certain portion of natural resources that they can now live on. There's the um, legitimizing function of the state that uh, benefits the rich. There is the protective services that the right um, benefits from in uh, a disproportionate degree. Um, there's all the legal uh, strictures, the ones often the, these are railed against by private enterprise, but they're still there to maintain private enterprise at no real cost to the private um, party. And then we have the um, situation in which the worker is maintained to a certain degree provided insurance, provided uh, unemployment insurance, provided health care and other services that enable the um, employee to function within the capitalist system uh, without any direct charge being levied against the uh, employer. And the employer will often rail against these charges, whatever portion that he has to pay as being an infringement upon his property rights. But without these infringements, the capitalist system would probably blow up in their faces because without the proper social um, benefits, the masses will eventually use their the power of the majority, the power of the ballot box, or just the power of their own um, numbers to overthrow the capitalist hierarchy. But even when the market does work and somebody goes bankrupt, who fits the bill? It's society. The cost of the bankruptcy are invariably externalized onto society and future generations. The um, capitalist system has a lot of hidden social costs in that it is very difficult to start businesses. It's very difficult to compete against established businesses. One can say, well, this is competition, and indeed it is. 
but it's still a cost and it's still a hindrance to free enterprise. And by free enterprise, I mean enterprise not um, hindered by the free enterprise system. Uh, short of terms here, but um, business, the operation of a business, the start of businesses, it that should be promoted by other businesses. It shouldn't be a competitive uh, competition. It should be a, a mutual um, benefit or see, seen as a mutual benefit. More businesses, more business, uh, economic activity. It really does not benefit the um, economy to have people not working or to have businesses that could be established not established because of want of capital. So um, the system bears a lot of cost to maintain the capitalist system and this marks it as being a socialist enterprise. It's not as socialist as communism and it isn't um, as socialist as democracy and the um, impulse or the desire of the capitalist may not be socialist but he's still enjoying the benefits of the socialist environment and capitalism itself can't function on a standalone basis it needs a state it needs a state as much as a welfare recipient needs a state. So it, we cannot say that it is on the right. It's not free of social costs. It's not a component of the free market. It's not um, independent of the state and the welfare payments of the state. And so long as it's dependent on something that is dependent on social um, payments, taxation, we can't say that it's free of social cost or free of socialism. Capitalism is a form of socialism. It's a, it's a derivative of the socialist system.